Indonesia Bill, Bill had been working on that for uh, about 15 all during worship service yeah <laughs> well good morning I'm Cameron Wright God bless you all thanks for coming happy Mother's Day to those who are mothers and we will uh well, we have something at the end of the service for that, but uh, if you join with me in a word of prayer, let's just ask for God to come and <clears throat> uh, be present in the Word. Lord, we thank You, God, that You have promised to um, be with us and to be close to us, Lord, that You, um, you know, uh, Your Word says that <clears throat> that You reward those who uh, diligently seek after You, that You are a rewarder of those who believe that you are God and seek with you, uh, seek after you with their whole heart. And so, Lord, we do seek after you and we pray that you would open our hearts and minds to your word, uh, Lord, that we would be transformed uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Something buzzing up here. <clears throat> I don't know what it is. Um. <clears throat> Finished the series on uh, 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 springing into action. So this morning, just a, uh, what I call a one-up, just a, not, not part of a series, just a message. Um, but I, I hope it encourages you <clears throat> and just kind of set the scene for it. Maybe you've never experienced this. Maybe you have. Uh, think back. Has there ever been a time in your life when uh, maybe it was um, uh, you're about to go up to to, to play a, a sporting game. My sons are in Little League. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, sometimes they just need a little encouragement. Or uh, my daughter is in a uh, uh, school play. Actually, last night was her final uh, performance. It was a big deal. And, uh, <clears throat> and has anyone ever just walked up to you and you're, you're, you're facing a challenge, okay? Maybe it's a job interview or something. <laughs> And they just say, I believe in you. You know, and if you've never experienced this personally, maybe you can recall a movie. <laughs> maybe you've seen this in a movie. Uh, <clears throat> you know, where it's like, you're going through a hard time. Steve, man, I believe in you. You can do this. I'm serious, dude. I believe in you. You can manage it. <laughs> and, and the, anybody ever experienced that? A parent? Never? Anybody? Yeah, yeah, a few nods. <clears throat> Doesn't that just lift you up? It encourages you to know that someone else is believing in you. All right? And if you're a parent and you've said that to your children, if you haven't said it to your children, you need to do that. <laughs> they need to know that regardless uh, of the circumstances, regardless of their performance, that as a parent, you believe in them. That they have, uh, that you're standing behind them, <clears throat> and it just it it energizes you on a deep level, on an emotional level, almost on a spiritual level. If you if you're able to receive, especially with someone that you respect, says, man, I really believe in you. You can do it. Go for it. <clears throat> and uh, I just want to say um, that as a pastor, I believe in you. And maybe you've never heard it. You need to hear this. Maybe that's why I'm preaching it. Uh, God put this on my heart. 
I believe in you. I believe in each and every, maybe, you know, I, I know some of you. I've known some of you for many years. Some of you have only known for maybe a few months or a few weeks. But it just, it's just a grace that's on me that I believe in you personally. I believe in you. I believe that you're doing your best uh, to serve God. I really do. I, I, I don't know of anyone in this congregation that attends this church that I would say I don't think they're really trying. I think you're trying. You're doing your best uh, to live a godly life. I really believe that you desire to be pleasing to God. I don't think you'd come to church. You know, we're not the kind of church... I don't know why people would go to church and not. Maybe some people do. But I believe that you come and that you really desire to live a life that that's pleasing to God. I believe that you love God with your whole heart. That there's something in regardless of maybe some behavior or difficulties you're facing in your life, down deep, <clears throat> you love God. And that's why you're here. And that's why you keep pushing on. I believe that you pray and that you read God's Word and that you're doing maybe not as good as you want, maybe not as good as you should, but you know, I believe that there's there's stuff going on in your life that's that's spiritual, that you're seeking after God and that you're doing what needs to be done. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the idea is like a father, uh, you know, when William goes up to swing the bat, I, it doesn't really matter for me, for some of the other parents, it seems like it matters. <laughs> some of those dads are like, man, would you just chill? <laughs> they get really emotionally involved in <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, when they, when the kids go up, or Emily performing in the play last night, we were just so proud of her. And she didn't have a lead part. It was just a, uh, she had a, she was on the stage a lot. <clears throat> but, you know, it's like, ah, oh, she's the best one up there. <laughs> you know. Uh, and, uh, and I really believe that you're doing your best. I really do. I hope you can receive this. If you can't receive this, you know, you need to come to the Wednesday night things. <laughs> it's just issues in your heart. If you can't receive uh, affirmation, that means that you have an ungodly belief that you don't believe you're worthy. You know, you're, you're saying, oh, well, if he really knew me. <clears throat> we'll get to that in a minute. I believe you're doing your best. I believe you really are. <clears throat> and that brings me a lot of joy. And I believe that there's more. Uh-huh. I believe that you have potential far beyond your present ability. When I when I interact with you, when I prepare messages, when I when I, when I plan uh, uh, and prayerfully <clears throat> look ahead as to uh, what's in store for the church, you know, I never think, "Oh, what can we do now?" I always like am trying to foresee what can we do. What what is the potential? And when I look into your life or I meet with you as one-on-one or in, in different uh, scenarios, it's like, what's the potential here? How far can we go? How much can we do for God? How much more can we experience in worship? How much more can we experience in, in children's ministry? Or how much more can we experience on Sunday morning? Or how much more can you as individuals experience in your life with God or as a family in your family life? So I believe that there's incredible potential you know, I believe that your love and your faithfulness, there's really no limit. Listen, there's no limit to the amount of love and the faithfulness and spirituality and righteousness that you can experience. Okay? 
There's no limit. You're, you're not limited by your own capacity. Because the love of God is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. Okay? So God's love and God's, it's God's faithfulness. The measure of, 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 of righteousness, of faithfulness, of godly character, the potential that we have is not limited by us. It's limited by God. Does that make any sense? Well, the only thing that, that, that measures that is our willingness to yield to Him. And He is unlimited. Okay? So we become just the, the, uh, the pipe through which the gush of water flows. And that water is the love of God or the holiness of God or purity of God. You know, it's, it, the, the, the capacity of a hose is not measured by how much can be contained in the hose. If you open up the end and it's connected to a reservoir that's uh, infinite, there's a, there's a never, there's, there's no, you can't measure the capacity. Is this making any sense? Alright? And so, that's what I believe about you. I believe that we can see, you can see, uh, um, you have the potential to, to, to have incredible life transformation for you individually. Regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your past, I really believe it. Each and every one of you. I could say this if I spoke to you each and every one individually. I could say without any reservation, the potential is beyond our capacity to understand. And I can believe that based not upon you, but because I know God. And I've seen Him change, and He's changed me. We can see miracles occur. We can see lives transformed. We can be instruments of bringing the kingdom of God to earth. Heaven to earth. All right, you, you, say me. me, me, I can be an instrument of God's kingdom. I can be instrumental in establishing heaven on earth. <clears throat> I'm going to diverge a little bit. There's something I've wanted to talk about for a long time. I'm just going to squeeze it in here. <clears throat> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about, maybe it's our culture, I think it's about just human nature, is that we like stars, we like superstars, we like heroes. Uh, we like, uh, uh, um, there's another word for it, uh, you know, like, we need a superstar, alright? And, uh, <clears throat> and so, um, in Christianity it's the same thing. It's like there's, there's Christian superstars. Alright? Uh, and, uh, uh, um, what's the other word? Huh? Celebrity. A celebrity. And so, and everybody gets excited. We had the opportunity to go see, uh, the guy who made the, Mel Gibson, when he made the Passion movie. Alright? And I had free tickets to go to Chicago, and Mel Gibson was gonna be there. I was like, hey, Kathy, we got these tickets. You want to go see it? Oh, she was so excited. <laughs> I was like, I could care less. You know? <laughs> but Mel Gibson was going to be there. And I'm not ragging on Kathy. She's in the other one. She's going to hear this second service. So, <clears throat> you know, and I'm like, that's cool. And it's all right. And it's okay to have, uh, uh, you know, to like, oh, there's somebody famous. But frankly, I mean, I wouldn't walk across the street to see anybody, pretty much. You know, but some people really get excited about that. 
And, and there's a human nature. And what happens is, in the church, we get Christian celebrities. And all of a sudden, somebody has some extraordinary thing happen, or they're, they're, they're put into a place of prominence in the kingdom of God, and everybody thinks, you know, oh, it's all about Bill Johnson, or it's all about, you know, Benny Hinn, or uh, P- Patricia King, or <clears throat> it just all depends on what circle you're going into, uh, you know, <laughs> I could name different, you know, James Dobson, or, you know, whoever it is, that becomes, oh, they're the standard, and listen, that's not the kingdom of God. That's human nature getting, that's broken human nature getting, uh, uh, coming in and kind of distorting our view of what the church is because we're all one and we have, and God wants you. I mean, the expectation that God has for each and every one of us is the same. And the enemy actually, and it's great when someone comes into their place and their place may be a place of prominence, but we don't, you know, they're not like a celebrity. It doesn't mean that we're less than them. Does that make sense? And that that we we really are all called to the same. In Romans chapter 15, verse 14, Paul writes the same message, the same idea to the church in Rome. And he, Paul was a pastor, an apostle, and he wrote much of the New Testament. And this is what he writes to the church, his actual church. And they would read the letter in the, in, instead of the sermon. And he says, I am confident concerning you. I'm confident concerning you, my brethren, that you're full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish one another. <clears throat> Uh, Paul expresses, just like I've been expressing, his confidence concerning the believers, that they're filled with goodness and knowledge. You guys got a lot of stuff. You know, and you're, you're not only, uh, you not only know a lot of stuff, you're able to teach others. You're able to be an influence. Okay, that you're full of goodness, you're full of knowledge, you're, you're able to admonish and to teach others. But listen, this goes beyond what I'm saying or what Paul said to the church in Romans because this is the Word of God. Okay? Paul wrote it, but it's God's ordained. That's what we believe, right? <clears throat> we are evangelical. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. And so, even though that originally was a letter to the Roman church, uh, we acknowledge that that was God inspiring Paul to express in words his heart to his people. And as a church, we can receive that same uh, expression addressed to us. And then it's not just Paul, but it's God, because it's God's Word. And so God is saying, I am confident in you. Alright? You know what He's saying there? You know what that, to say it another way, is God says, I believe in you. I believe in you. The first time I said this to someone, <clears throat> I remember it clearly because I was like, it was one of those moments where you say something and then later you go, man, that was really good. <laughs> I was anointed. <laughs> I don't know if it happens to you, but it happens to me sometimes. It's like I surprise myself. <laughs> Start taking notes. <laughs> but I was at I was at a, actually a city council meeting and there was we were there for something I can't I don't want to go into what but there's a bunch of these anti-Christians and this guy was an atheist and he was like like full on atheist 
Like he was an atheist evangelist. <clears throat> and of course, I'm a pastor and I say something about God and, you know, and during the little break, he's like on me, <laughs> you know. Um, and he said something like, I don't believe in God. And I just said, huh, God believes in you. I said something like, well, that may be true, but you know what? God believes in you. And, the, and what happened was he was like, He had no, he didn't know what to do with that. I'm like, well, that doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. He believes in you. It doesn't matter if you love God. God loves you. And it's true. And this scripture backs it up. (laughs) I found a proof text. I'm confident in you. God believes in you. It's from this affirmation from God that we can and will obtain the strength and confidence to live kingdom lives. Okay, if you can hear God say, listen, I believe in you, man, you can do anything, anything, you can face anything. Ultimately, we all face death, don't we? Right. He's taken away the fear of death. We can face whatever issues come up in our lives. And it goes back to, man, I don't know if I can handle it. And we turn to God and we, and you need to see God as a father saying, listen, son or listen, daughter. And see eye to eye and hear him say, I believe in you. I, I'm confident, man. I'm confident in you. I'm confident. God is confident in you. We're going to say, say, God is confident in me. God is confident in me. Again, God is confident in me. That's what God's Word says. In Acts 10.34, uh, it says, Peter, when he was preaching, he opened his mouth and said, <clears throat> or he's, he's actually talking to a group of believers um, after the testimony of God uh, pouring out His Spirit on, on Gentiles. And, and Peter says, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Alright, that's in the New King James. Same verse, Acts 10.34 in the New Living Translation. A little more modern translation says, Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. God doesn't have favorites. And then the message uh, translates this really powerfully. Peter fairly exploded with his good news. It's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. Okay? And the Old King James says, God is not a respecter of persons. It's one of the most quoted Old Testament verses in the New Testament. There's, in other words, God pounds away at saying, listen everyone, I don't play favorites. You may not have the same job description, but in God, you're equal. Does that make sense? And that means we have equal access and that God believes in us equally. God's confidence, God is confident concerning you, regardless of your role, regardless of your history. He's confident that you're full of goodness. Listen, you are full of goodness, not badness. Oh, but I did this and that was bad. Yeah, God can deal with that. It doesn't deny Plenty of God's Word talks about how we deal with ungodly stuff in our lives. Yeah, we need to get that stuff out so that 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 goodness that you're filled with can be flowing freely. That you're full of knowledge. That you really know. 
inside of you. He's confident of it. He's committed to that. <clears throat> when I <clears throat> encourage our, when we encourage our children about like in sports or in a play or whatever endeavor they're going at, you know, we say we're confident in them that they can do it. <clears throat> and sometimes we know, you know, well, you know what? There are better baseball players, or there are better. Uh, actresses or actors or there are better you know you know you're really good at writing yeah there are better people at writing or there might be smarter kids at school but that doesn't really matter does it all right that doesn't matter it's not like a a competition in that sense that god has imparted into each and every one just like a parent to a child each and every one has unique gifts and qualities and and, and you just want to see them prosper in it and 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 live what god has given them and what talents and and abilities and attributes they have to the fullest and that's what makes a, a, a parent happy. And, or even if you're not a parent, if that's what makes someone When you see someone else living their lives to the fullest, that then energizes you. You know? I was watching a play last night. and I, don't, I can't even hardly watch movies or TVs anymore. I just, can't, I just don't connect with them anymore. And if you do, I'm not ragging on you. It's just the way I am. But it's kind of like we celebrate people pretending to do heroic things. And we forget to celebrate real people doing really heroic things in our daily lives. Or when we're called to do something heroic, we forget that that's really what life's all about. Does that make sense? You know? And so, God is confident in you. In Jeremiah 31, verse 17, uh, Jeremiah, prophet of the Old Testament, He says, the Lord says, there is hope in your future. Or another translation is, there is hope for your future. And he was speaking, Jeremiah was a prophet to the Israelites when they were in, in, uh, taken away in captivity. But Jeremiah was speaking into the distant future that their descendants would have a, that would have an inheritance that would be brought back. And he was declaring prophetically, there's hope in your future. And the Israelites had to believe that to give them strength and confidence to get through their current circumstances in the same way you need to believe it so that you can get through your circumstances, get through whatever you're at, because God believes in you. He has declared there's a hope for your future. And another more common, more famous verse is in 29 verse 11, Jeremiah 29:11 says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Listen. <laughs> I say, listen, I know what I'm thinking towards you. Don't try to tell me what I'm thinking towards you. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking towards you. This is what I think about you. <clears throat> says, I, uh, I have thoughts of peace, not evil, to give you a future and a hope. And the English word for peace is, uh, most, is really is an absence of conflict or war. <clears throat> But that's not what the Hebrew word for peace means. And we really need to understand this in a deep way. Because wherever the Bible talks about peace, it's talking about something much more than the absence of conflict. You know, uh, the English word for peace means like, hey, peace out, man. <clears throat> it's like tranquility or, you know, everything's just cool. I'm just going to lay down. No one's going to bother me. The Hebrew idea for peace is prosperity. It's an abundance. 
in every dimension, physically, emotionally, intellectually, uh, spiritually. It means prospering uh, financially, but also in joy. And it means finan- uh, pro- prospering in our health, being full of health and vigor, being safe. Being, uh, having our borders saved that we're not threatened in any way. It means being full or complete, uh, sound in the sense of um, uh, uh, structural integrity, that we're complete <clears throat> as well as tranquility and contentment. It also means friendship. It means that we're rich in relationships. Alright? Rich in relationships. Shaba. <laughs> Say, God, God wants me to be rich in relation. Anybody, everybody close your eyes. I just really feel a Holy Spirit moment here. And that some of us are not rich in relationship. Or we don't think we are. And the Lord just wants to make you rich in relationship. In other words, He wants you to have friendships and relationships that are many and are deep. And God's going to help you. That's part of the peace that's promised. You can put your hands down and open your eyes. <clears throat> Rich in relationship, friendships with others as well as with God through covenant relationship. There's three steps. I want to go through these because I want you to be able to connect the idea of God being confident in you and God believing in you and how that provides for our peace, that shalom peace, that completeness, that wholeness, in real life. So I want you to learn how to, how to, how to make this mean something or make a difference in your life. And there's three things that you have to do to accomplish that. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, let's go get some more coffee. We're ready. Are you ready? Come on, folks. I need help. All right. I need some feedback. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know about myself sometimes. <clears throat> oh, thanks. <laughs> That's exactly what I needed. <laughs> You, know, you never know if people are like thinking deeply or if they're just nodding off. <laughs> Sometimes I gotta test it. All right. So there's three things that we can do to 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 apply this or bring it from just intellectual understanding or ideas and integrate it right into our lives. And the first one is simply understand it. Okay. You need to understand. Uh, <clears throat> um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, uh, Paul writes and exhorts Timothy to study, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And the message, I like this, it's translated in a way that's easy to understand, simply says, concentrate on doing your best for God. Work you won't be ashamed of, laying out the truth plain and simple. Now, this is not just an exhortation to a pastor in studying the Bible. This is an exhortation to each and every Christian because God is not a respecter of persons, right? And it applies to you. And so you need to lay out the truth plain and simple so you can grasp it. All right? And you need to study. 
You need to understand this for yourself. So it's not just a sermon you hear from time to time that God believes in you, but it gets down deep. Alright? You really understand. You memorize verses pertaining to your future. Alright? Memorize verses that are God's promises that apply to you. Especially promises that, that, that God has highlighted in your life. Maybe you've gotten a prophecy concerning it. Or you've been studying Scripture and that one really stands out. There's certain verses that, that just stand out. And you need to memorize those. You need to read them. You need to study them. You need to understand them. And you need, you know, it's good to write down specifics concerning God's promises concerning your life and really seek to understand them. Basically, don't be intellectually lazy. Which is epidemic in our culture. Because you don't need to know anything because we have Google. <laughs> like, anybody asked me a question, I said, just Google it. I got a phone now, I can Google anything. It's just crazy. <clears throat> that doesn't give us an excuse. That doesn't, you know, that's surface stuff. We need to dig down deep into God's Word so that we have it down here. So when someone comes and says something different, we're not shaken, knocked off base, because you're going to hear other opinions. People are going to say and do things that are contrary to what you believe. And if you haven't studied it and gotten it down deep, you're going to be thrown off by some wacky idea. Second thing is to believe it. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to believe it. To embrace it emotionally as well as intellectually and spiritually. Alright? Understanding is important. Getting the facts. Knowing the Scriptures. Understanding why those Scriptures, what they mean, and how they integrate into your life. But then uh, 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 integrating it with your belief system. That you really invest your you're emotionally connected to this all right that you believe that so when someone says something or you think a thought that is contradictory to the truth that God believes in you you instantly stand up and defend no God believes in me he's confident of me I know I can do it does that make sense that means it's not just an idea it's now become a belief and it's really important in order for you to live this out Romans 5, 1. Oh, let's see here. It's, grasp, uh, it's a promise that we grasp or we lay hold of by faith. It's not dependent on our works. It's not dependent on what we are able to do. It's dependent on what He is able to do. And this is, this is brought out. Our ability to live in the shalom peace, that fullness and health, is, is accomplished through Christ. That's why it's available to you. You can look at your own life and say, I'll never make it. And that may be an accurate opinion. But you have to look at your own life in Christ. And that changes everything. Alright? I'm dead and my life is hidden in God with Christ. Romans 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace, shalom, prosperity, health, wealth, wholeness, completeness, soundness, friendships. 
We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Peter is speaking to the Gentiles. This is in Cornelius' house. First Gentiles that received the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 10.36, it says, You know the message God sent to the people of Israel telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, okay, who is Lord of all. The good news, the Gospel, is that peace, shalom peace, that fullness and prosperity is available to everyone. Alright? There are no limits. No racial boundaries. No social boundaries. No gender boundaries. Okay? No limits. It's available to everyone. What's available? The peace of God. How do we get it? Through Jesus Christ. Period. Our access to the wonderful fullness and prosperity and health, it all comes through Jesus. Not through something that we have to accomplish. And you have to believe that. You have to understand it, but then you have to believe it. You have to believe in Him just as He believes in you. Alright? But if God comes up and says, I believe in you, all you have to do is receive that. If you hear that, that will generate in you the response of affirmation and confidence. Alright? And step three is that you confess it. You have to confess it. Second uh, Corinthians 4.13 says, Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Okay, Paul is, is quoting another Old Testament uh, uh, verse. He says, I believed and therefore I spoke. And there is a connection between when we believe something, first we understand it, then we believe it, and then we speak it. But when we speak it, that's what confessing means. It means agreeing with. It means saying out loud. That's when you start seeing stuff happen. Alright? Serious. That's when what you believe and what you know, when you, when you speak it, you begin to affect your circumstances. You, 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 so that just simply means you need to start talking about it, folks. Start talking. Agree with God. Can we agree with God? Agree with God according to the promises of Scripture. Agree with God according to the promises that you've been given in prophecy or when you hear God speak to you. Agree with God and begin to speak into existence your future. Speak into existence your future. Okay? I think it was just the last couple of weeks I said your, your future is not dependent on your past. Okay? Your present is determined by your past, but your future is determined by your present. Does that make sense? So what you do and how you respond now will determine your future. And you have been given the the authority in the kingdom to speak the truths of God in agreement with God's Word. Okay, God's Word, He said, let there be light, and what happened? Alright, and He said, let there be giraffes. And what happened? Boom! Giraffes. <laughs> so whatever he says happens, right? 
So when we confess, when we agree with Him, if He says, there's a hope for me, He's confident that I'm good, and if I start saying, you know what, I'm good. I know all kinds of stuff. And there's a little voice inside of you saying, no, you're like an idiot, man. <laughs> Who are you going to agree with? It's making sense? You're confessing, I'm good. But if you go around and say, I'm such a lousy Christian, I can't even hurt, I can't get through a day without I'm, I don't know anything at all, I don't even know why I'm doing it. Blah, 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 blah. You know who you're confessing, what you, who you're agreeing with? The accuser. Alright? So you need to confess. So God believes in you. God believes in you. God believes in you. You can walk around saying, hey, you know, hi, I'm Cameron. God believes in me. Can you imagine that? Wow. That I'm good. God believes I'm good. And when you start saying it, say it over yourself. Say it over others in your life. If that's true of you, then it's true of the person sitting next to you. If that's true of you, it's true of your spouse. I know that's a hard one to handle. (laughs) So you need to say, you need to say, Man, I'm confident. You're full of goodness. Even God. It's it's true for your kids. Yeah. No, that's fine. Say, God believes in me. Oh, come on. Let's try that again like you mean it. God believes in me. You got to get louder than that. Come on. Okay, one, two, three. One, two, three. All right. Bill's got some announcements.